As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Charles and I as we talk about financial choices because they matter. And that's the name of the podcast. And if you've got some questions or concerns, you can always check Charles out online at PelotonCapital.com. That's PelotonCapital.com. Another podcast with a lot of good content coming at you this week. So we're going to talk. I think we always do that anyway, but we're definitely jamming a lot of stuff in here this week as well. Uh, In our second April edition, we've got reasons that you maybe should consider getting life insurance insurance, as well as a lot of things that are facing, um, you know, kind of a scary situation, scary stats facing retirees and retirement in America. So we're going to get into all that good stuff. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, we're good. Thanks for happy. No, I guess no news is good news. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's put one foot in front of the other and have a smile and. Sherry keeping you on the straight and narrow. She's, she's she not. would, she would say yes. Yes. You yes. would say she no. Would say, she, she, I would not answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smart man. You've been married a while. <laughs> uh, yes, totally. <laughs> well, good stuff. Well, listen, uh, let's talk life insurance a little bit. Okay. Let's jump in here a little bit. Reasons that maybe you should consider it, right? I mean, why yeah. get life insurance or at least pos- ponder it? Like anything, I think there's so many financial tools and products and vehicles out there, Charles, that walking into a, an advisor's office or something with the mindset of don't talk to me about X, Y, or Z, I think yeah. it's kind of silly nowadays. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, so totally. many things have changed. Even if something's had a bad rep you know, years ago, uh, we just talked on our prior podcast about reverse mortgages, for example. Yeah. They used yeah. to have a terrible rep, uh, yeah. but they made a lot of changes. So just don't be closed-minded, I guess, right? And insurance I, kind of fits in that category, yay, nay? Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, people think about it. Well, I'm, why do I want to, you know, I don't I don't want to have life I'm insurance. I'm older. Because, why do I need it? You know. Or, well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, but life insurance means uh, it's only going to work when I die. Right, exactly. Yeah. So what do I want to do that for? That's not, yes, that is, that is a form of life insurance, but that's not the only form and it's not the one that we yeah. recommend the vast majority of the time for people unless it's appropriate. It's like, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to accomplish? So then can we use life insurance as a tool? Is it a tool to get it done? Yeah. I mean, I, I brought this guy over to do some, uh, some electrical work and all he had was a hammer. It didn't work out well. Not no, it's going to be tough. <laughs> you know, you get the idea, right? So yeah, you got to totally. have the right tool for the right job. So again, let's just ponder it. Maybe it's something to at least consider. Uh, one reason might be for income replacement. Talk to me about that. Right. Okay. Income replacement would be okay. And this would be, I would consider this to be the, the where term insurance comes into play. Young, young family, kids. So what if mom or dad dies early, then there is no lifetime income from them. And so you want to try to buy the the most insurance you can for a reasonable amount of time at the least amount of cost. That's term insurance. Okay. And and it is built. We always tell people in that context, think think of a dime, D-I-M-E. You've got debt that you want to pay off, probably. You've got I is for income replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, M is a mortgage and E is education for the kids. If you add it all up, how much do I need? cover all those things in the future. And that might be how much insurance you want to have. Okay. I like that. There's a real simple rule of thumb and it isn't exactly, you know, it's not perfect, but it's a, it's a really interesting place to start. Yeah. So in that context, it's part of that is the income replacement idea. So, you know, I mean, it's yes. Can it make a difference? Absolutely. It's, okay. it's your it, insurance is just transferring risk 
to somebody else. It's like you have insurance on your car. You don't want to have a, you know, not just the repair cost of it, but, you know, if you get into a really bad accident and sure. other people are hurt, you don't want the liability. You want the insurance company to do it. That's what you're paying for. And I think we all have that, you know, we all have that love-hate relationship with insurance of any kind, right? Because like, oh, man, yeah. I've been tossing this money down this well forever yep. and yep. I've never used it. But the second yep. you need it, yep. you go, phew. <laughs> you know, yes. thank God no, that's, it. that's it. That was our experience the last Twice in the last three years. Mm-hmm. So car yeah. car yeah. wise. Car wise, yeah. <sighs> yeah. But I mean, think of the think of the complications if you didn't. And we oh, yeah. and we think tend to think of, you know, insurance again to that point as a younger family. And we think, yeah, we might need to have that for that. But there's some benefits, you know, possibly for a retired person as well. So Oh yeah. Or someone that knows that they're gonna at some point they're gonna want to retire. Yeah. You know. One of those is tax free. I was gonna say I was that which where I was going next. Well, so go ahead. Well, we're on the same page. We are on it. Okay. Here's an example, Mm -hmm. tax-free income. When you take money out of a life insurance policy correctly, and there's a proper way to do it, um, the income from the cash value inside that policy is going to be tax-free. And I'll give you an example of somebody that we're working with right now. It's a a 35-year-old female. She's going to put $100,000, I mean, not $100,000, $1,000. Hell of a deal. Uh, She's going to put $1,000 a month in. She's 35. She's going to do it for 20 years. And then she's going to wait 10. So we're going to, you know, we're going to put in $240,000 over 20 years. She's going to wait till she's 65. And this was just an example of how it works. This Mm -hmm. is not what she has to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she's going to take out $125,000 a year for 30 years, tax-free. Wow. And $125,000, if you look at a 40% tax bracket and doing a you know, what's a taxable income equivalent of, of tax-free income, mm-hmm. then that's like making $200,000 a year for basically the rest of her life. It's like, was that 40%? Uh, yeah, that was a 40% stated federal tax bracket. So you just take the reciprocal of 40, you divide it by 60.6, and that, that gives you the number. Mm. That Sorry, math, math class. That's okay. Um, but she put in $240,000, waited, and then can... This is all conceptually, but it's a reasonable expectation of what's going to go on. And then she can take out, if she lives between the 65 to 95, Mm -hmm. then she would take out like three and a half million dollars tax-free. Wow. So put a thousand over a 20-year period, it's about 230, 240 in that range or whatever. So what's the point of waiting the 10 years? Uh, Just to get older. That's all. Oh, okay. Just to get to the It just gives those dollars a chance to, yeah, looking at it as retirement. Oh, okay. Because she's, yeah, 35. So that put her to 55. So then when she gets to 65. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Don't have to wait 10. But it was, you know, the time was available. So just let it work for you. I got you. Now, it makes sense now when you were first explaining, I thought, hmm, what's the significance of the 10? But it's just because she's waiting until she gets to 65. Yes. uh, In in this scenario. And And those dollars that are in there can be used for all kinds of different things. Pay for long-term care. Pay for if she had kids. Pay for college. I mean, so you're investing two thirty, two forty in yourself, but possibly if you live the entire time, pulling back three million. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, to that's, me, that's a pretty darn good that's, idea. That's not. That's not bad because it's tax-free. Nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, they're already talking about you know the brand new Biden ideas. Let's tax all the people that make a whatever the the amount of money is, twenty uh, percent. No, you know the billionaires. Okay. I, I mean, it's going to happen. Taxes are going to go up. So right. this is a. You know, this is an interesting way to look at it. Okay. And I just and I and I just mentioned the whole idea that this cash value can also be used for long term care, which is one of the big things. Right. With you right. know, as an as an aid and an assisting, if that if you get to that point. Yeah, and especially if she lives to be ninety five, like you know, you're projecting well, all this right. out. Yeah. 
And so life insurance also is applicable for old people because they can still do this. They can still have the tax-free income down the road. They can then also have long-term care costs built inside that, expenses that they can use value to pay for long-term care costs if and when they ever come up. So right. it's a like it's it. a it's a very flex it can be a very very flexible tool. It's not the be all and end all and the only thing anybody should have. Right. But it's one of those components of putting a comprehensive plan together for somebody that can really benefit them in a significant way in the future. Well, it sounds like it has some Swiss Army knife type of capabilities, yeah. right? I yes yes that's exactly it. It can do all kinds of different all things. Kinds you of just stuff. gotta I don't know how to use it properly. All right, and you kind of mentioned with the, you know that on the long term care uh, coverage aspect. Anything else on that one? Because that was going to be a question I was going to follow up with as well. But uh, no, I think that's what it, I mean. It's it's there. You, there's all kinds of different versions of, of assets that you can use for long term care, moving money out of a bucket over here and putting it in a in a different bucket that's built to be long term care mm-hmm. uh, bucket. That if you don't use it, you don't lose it. That's the old long-term care issue is if you didn't use, you pay the premium and if you never used the long-term care, you just had paid the premium. There are now what are called asset-based long-term care ideas that they're based on an asset. If you never use the, the asset still exists and the asset passes on to your beneficiaries. So it's, it's, a, it's a much more creative world out there in some respects. Gotcha. Okay. And, then, and, and, and then there's still mutual funds. It's the first mutual fund in America started in 1924, Massachusetts Financial Services. And I used to be a regional sales manager for them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some of the stuff that's been around for 100 years and some stuff is new and different and has been tweaked and upgraded. And right. Um, yeah. they're all useful when done right. Well, I, I've I've been saying for a long time that when we think about some of these these products that have been around forever, and we have this old kind of mindset in it, we you know I go back to those old commercials where I say, well, it's not your father's Oldsmobile, yeah. um, you know, even though I know they don't make Oldsmobiles anymore, but you know it used to be the line of commercials, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and they tried to market themselves by saying, hey, we've made some changes, so same kind of thing. Let's jump over these to these uh, stats we've got here. I want to talk about uh, this uh, retirement okay. stats in America. A little, little jaw-dropping here uh, from an article written by <laughs> a gentleman, um, and he kind of leads it off with a Mark Twain line. where it's Well, says, that was my line. Oh, was that your line? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my line because that's the one I, I really like it. It's Mark Twain who said, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> okay. So and we're talking, of- we're talking stats today. So yeah. This is some uh, Gallup poll information, correct? A lot of that and some other, yeah, some other research sources. But I just, it's, I'm hoping that all of you that are listening are not going to relate to these numbers because they're going to seem astonishingly inefficient. Okay. And way not even close enough to what people really need. Well, you okay? take take over. Hit, hit us with some stuff here. <laughs> okay. So the average retirement age in America is now 66. It was it was 60 in, in the 90s. And, and Americans are now living 78.7 years on average. So life expectancy is increasing. There's sure. no question about it. Right. Of the f- almost 48 million Americans that are 65 or older, mm-hmm. the average income is $38,500. Currently? Currently. Okay. Okay. And the net worth is 170000 Yeah. Now, okay. Yeah. Uh, A little challenge. That's, that's, that's not, though, neither one of those are great big numbers. Right. That's average income, and that's a, that's taking. Because you into figure the net worth is that taking into account probably the house. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, it would be if there was equity. Yes, that would be. Okay. Uh, so you know, net worth is net worth, okay. and it's not much. There's a lot of people that don't have a house. Well, some might say 170 sounds like a lot, but I think most of us yeah. would agree that it's not. So no, it's really not. Okay. Um. So those, you know, those are just some scary. And that's stuff. currently, yeah. So thirty-eight thousand. Yeah, yeah, and and we're dealing with you know. 
the inflation rates and everything that we're dealing with right now, yeah, definitely kind of compounds and adds to that. All right. So what yeah. else? A 60, healthy 65-year-old woman has a life expectancy at 86. A 65-year-old man has a life expectancy at 84. So the expectancy is longer than the reality. But that, you know, that's that that makes perfect sense because if something can happen. Yeah, because they're saying planned. what 78.7 is kind of the the yeah. average or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Men are kind but, of. But the, but the expectancy is that. And the thing that happens so much is that your body, med, medicine has worked miracles. Your body will, will last longer. Mm-hmm. But what we're finding, and this is the whole dementia thing that I've talked about in the past. Right. Is your brain, your brain doesn't. Yeah, we haven't figured that part out yet. You know. No, have not, have not. Working on it like crazy, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. And, um, and I've read some interesting stuff too, Charles. Like if we if we make it to 60, we have like an 80% chance of making it to that full, you know, 84, 85 number, whatever it might be. Yeah, that, the older you get, the more likely you are to keep living. Yeah, which seems uh, which, weird. Like in, when you think about it, you think, well, the older I get, the less chances are, the more likely that I'm going to pass away. But, you know. It, yeah. And it and it does until you actually look at stats because that's just, you know, it's it's inertia. Uh, yeah. Body in motion has a tendency to stay in motion. If you're kind of healthy, then you'll probably continue to be kind of healthy. If you're not, If you're you not, won't. you'll deteriorate. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that in that context before, but that makes sense. Well, you know, there's investment inertia also, which is a totally oh, yeah. different subject. True. But stuff that's working is working. So, you know, own it. When it stops working, don't. That's a great it's, point. I like that. Over, anyway. Oversimplified. Anyway, go ahead. Keep on. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, a lot of people are uh, re- accessing the retirement funds early. This is a big, giant hole in your retirement plan. Let me tell you. 46% of people, 40 to 49, have taken money out of the retirement plans. And we saw a lot of that, obviously, once COVID started. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's that's significantly compounded that challenge. If mm-hmm. you put it back, that's okay. Kind of. But then you've still lost the opportunity while that money was not there for it to have grown. And let's be honest, look, 20, you know, and 21 were up. <laughs> so, you know, the, from a market standpoint, if you took that out of something and you were on an index or whatever the case might be, you might have potentially yeah. lost a decent amount. Yeah. So that's that's tough, too. 46 um, percent. OK. Uh, retirement. Forced into retirement early. It's usually for health or jobs. You get fired. You don't know what else to do or you give up trying to look. Or And obviously, it's health issues. Health issues can be a significant component of this. And this is a statistic that's been quoted all over the place, at least if, you, if you're looking for this. At some point, almost 7 out of 10 people in this country are going to, if they're 65 or older, are going to need some kind of long-term care. Might be at care at home, might be in, a, you know, in an assisted living place, it could be in just daily daycare for adults. But and I've seen that a number of times, Charles, and that's not just from like some, you know, re, you know, article or whatever being written by whomever at some place. No, that's from no, the Department of Health and Human Services. Yeah, it's it is just it is one of the inevitable realities, I think, of this. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten, right? Seven that's out of ten lot. are going to need something. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's massive. I mean, that's two out of every three people. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 So it's you, you've got to plan for that. Well, I guess it'd be, what, I guess it'd be like 1.8 out of every three, but how can you get the, I always laughed about the whole, the, you know, nuclear, I have 2.5 kids. How do you have a 0.5? Well, <laughs> they're really little. They really, That's right. They only grow to a certain size. I don't size. know. Yeah. I think it was, maybe it was the dog or the cat, but no, yeah, I mean, so was, seven, you know, 70% chance to, and if you're looking at a, as a spousal situation, right, more times than not, typically one of the two of us end up in, in something. Now it could oh. be the shorter one, Charles, what's the average, like two or three years, um, yeah. For a long-term yeah. care event, but then if it's a, yeah. a mental type of event, it's what if seven it's or a eight? dementia kind of event, it can run seven or eight or nine. Or yeah, 10. 
And there are some that are out there. If you look at the stats from the companies that pay for long-term care, what is, you know, it's like, what's their longest person on claim? It's in the 15, 16, 17 year line. So it can be astronomically expensive. And then the cost, obviously, the longer that's going to go, especially to our conversation a minute ago, maybe about the insurance, uh, without having something in place, the cost is going to get pretty wonky. And so many of us do that whole, well, we'll just take care of each other. And it's a beautiful, noble sentiment, but it's just not one that's grounded in much reality. No, not anymore. Ask a room full of people, how many of your kids live in the same town we you do now? Mm, you know, yeah, my kids many. don't, my kids, my kids are in Tucson. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, they're not home. We're not staying that's a, in the same place. That's a great point. My mom's in a senior apartment complex. It's not like an assisted living. It's just, you know, solely right, for seniors right. only. Uh, right. She's 80 and my brother and I are here in town so we can go over and help her with things. But a couple of right. her girlfriends, uh, they're, they, they next to never see their children because they don't live anywhere nearby. That's it. That's you know? it. It's, a whole, so, it's totally different. Um, it's a totally different world. Than it was. Yeah. So she's cooking. She can't seem to get her mind. She's been on her own now for a number of years, but she still can't get herself down to cooking, you know, smaller amounts of food sometimes. So she's better at it. But so a lot of what she'll do is she'll make extras and she'll take them down to a couple of the other girls in the, in the apartment who, you know, don't see, you know, don't get visitors as much. And I'm like, you know, it's good for you too, right? Because that way she oh, yes, has some interaction as well. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah you've got to have some sort of support network as well because you know, again, we're living longer and it, the numbers are what the numbers are, but temp- typically we know that, you know, the wives are going to outlive their husbands and so on and so forth. And I, you, I've said this before, you know, why don't you? <laughs> why? Because they love us to death. Ah, yes. I like it. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That's always been my premise. Yeah. That, that will, that will, that will be my lot in life. I know that. I, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I so, do. I like it. That's fine. At the end of the day, look, I mean, there's a lot of scary stuff out there right now. We're dealing with a lot going on with, you know, from our economic standpoint, our, our, our debt standpoint, there's just so many things happening that when you start looking at these retirement statistics, if you are not doing much to help yourself or you're not having a plan in, in place, you're just really putting yourself you know, behind the eight ball. So don't do that because there's some scary stuff out there. There is some scary stuff and you can make better choices. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons we do the podcast. And so we're going to wrap it up with an email question real quick to see if we can help out Catherine and Glendale. And then we'll give out some information and we'll call it a day. But Catherine says, I've always heard people talk about the importance of life insurance. Works very well for this episode. Yes, Uh, it does. But I never fully grasped the importance of it until my husband passed away unexpectedly last month at the age of 61. And I got a check for a quarter of a million dollars almost immediately. It's very comforting to know that the money is there, but now I'm not sure what to do with said money. Any thoughts? Well, first of all, our condolences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never fun. I think having now some financial flexibility, mm-hmm. if you will, is paramount for you to sit down with somebody and have a conversation about now what? What's important to you? What do you want to accomplish? What are the things that you might be concerned about? What are the uh, what are the issues that you want to address? You know, with all with this semi windfall, and I don't know the rest of your financial situation, so I don't know if it is that comparatively a lot or a right little. or even her age. Um, I mean, well, let's just assume that, she's yeah. the same age, sixty sixty one. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. So I just think it's you know this is this is unfortunately the impetus to have a you know, the reason is the impetus, which was a terrible reason, but now is the opportunity to have that conversation and just say, Hey, what do I do? How do I do this? Because right. you know, if you come in and talk to us, we're going to ask you a whole gob of questions about, so where are you? What do you have? What do you want to do? How do you want this to be? What do you want this to do for you? 
then it ends up being, you know, the advice comes back after we do the interviews. Well, let me and, let me ask, get the facts. Yeah, let me kind of play uh, devil's advocate here because she she puts you know starts out by saying she didn't realize the importance of life insurance until she needed it, which we kind of said earlier. You know, talking about from right. a car standpoint. Um, right. You know, Catherine, have you, did you guys ever talk about the importance of a financial plan, right? Because maybe you didn't do well, that either. So maybe well, now it's, it's certainly to, to Charles's point, the impetus is there to say, okay, there's, a, there's definitely something here. I need to go, you know, sit down and have this conversation. And then maybe you did. Maybe you did have a, a, some part of a, a right. part of a strategy in place. But yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. follow so up that, because if you're not working with someone or you're not getting the, I guess, the pieces of advice that you'd like, there's nothing wrong with well, getting I, second opinions. It's the jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. That's our logo. That's the whole premise of what we do. Your life is a bunch of pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. And as I've said before, our contention is the most important piece is the box top, which is us. Mm -hmm. If you don't know have the box top, you have no idea what the puzzle is supposed to look like. We just want to help you put your pieces together. There you go. I like it. That's a great way to wrap it up. Well, thank you so much for the question. We certainly appreciate it. Again, don't forget that if you'd like to... Uh, subscribe to the podcast or actually if you'd like to also get a copy of Charles's new book protecting your assets with tax-free long-term care very cool so you can reach out for that as well right Charles absolutely let us know we'll get one in the mail yeah Uh, it's got a lot of good content and information in here Uh, it's a good read and it's uh, not too too long so it's something that you can (laughs) digest which is always good I think when you're dealing with this kind of stuff so if you'd like a copy of that if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast or just talk to Charles get some information you can find it all at the same spot just go to pelotoncapital.com that's p-e-l-l-e-t-o-n capital.com again pelotoncapital.com Charles thanks for hanging out my friend a lot of good stuff this week again thanks so much for your time as always I appreciate it And hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time right here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.